in five, four, three, two, one, and we are live. Yes, Welcome to another episode of the Nobody Yet podcast. This is Eric. <laughs> Your voice is so dramatic. Whoa. Okay. I, I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting in the vibe of podcast now. You know, after recording mm. a couple of episodes, I'm like getting used to it. Mm. It's slowly, getting slowly, more confident with the, slowly, with the podcast slowly voice. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect. Yeah, we mm. are live, and uh, I'm excited to be back. And uh, we have a very fun topic, or like a fun, you know, idea to talk about. So shoot for it. Go for it. You go. So basically, what we've been like talking about and struggling with is finding a point where you're being yourself, but you're not being yourself too much to where you're overstepping other people's boundaries being yourself. So it's like, it's like uh, being authentic versus being like toxic. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, we don't know. It's like, it's tough to like censor out or consciously think to censor out certain words in certain situations when you could just focus on like being the best self, basically, like just making sure your intent is good. Like if I think in my head that I'm doing right and I, you know, I'm not harming anyone like that should be okay. Right. Like, um, what do you think? What do you think about that idea? I feel like it's, it's, it's hard to always balance between the two. Like, Um, I feel like you should adjust along the way, but I feel like going in with that mindset and then being willing to learn along the way is okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. There is some level of trial and error, but just because trial and error is involved does not mean you don't need to prepare before going in. That makes sense. Mm, Right. Like, I I guess if you take, if you like, I guess take the analogy of like preparing for a game or something, like let's say you're playing basketball or something. Yeah. um, You probably have to analyze the team there and make change, like changes there, like on, uh, when you need like dribble left or dribble right or do whatever right but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't work out beforehand and actually prep for the game it's kind of like that i feel with mm, the idea of sense okay. like yeah there will be a lot of adjusting but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be aware of a lot of social norms or um a lot of yeah um like what's happening now um or just like general stuff that um you know that might not be the most correct um before going in yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense, actually. Like adjusting your pick and band to a certain team or like adjusting your draft or your starting lineup so that you're prepared. I guess that makes sense. But it's like when that comes at the at the like the the give or the sacrifice of what you're trying to say and the way it would most like like purely come out of your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> like when your game changes because you're playing not to lose and not playing to win you know what i mean like if you change your draft so much that you're just fucking trying to counter them instead of trying to play your style in the basketball like like reference like continuing with what you said i feel like that's a weakness i feel like the best teams play their style and they play it fucking hard and no one you cannot beat them because you can't counter them because they're doing the fucking thing that they know how to best to do (laughs) and you can try to play the counter style but it just it doesn't work like at least in my opinion, like that's how the best teams play. But I, I mean, guess, but I guess but it's is, also. It is I mean, the the basketball analogy is all is a little bit different because, for example, like Golden State or something. Like for yeah. people who don't watch basketball, like Golden State revolutionized something called the small ball lineup. So basically, mm. they don't have. I don't know. Tall, what like, they don't have. Okay. They don't have tall. They don't have tall people. So yeah. um, of course, in basketball, like people are generally tall, like six foot two. Yeah, they're tall as fuck. 
but for for basketball that's not that tall that's kind of like a short person that's crazy um, who has a lot of you ever stood beside someone who's six three holy shit six three is tall as fuck six three is so tall bro it's tall it's like because i'm also like five seven i'm like average asian (laughs) height so like six three it's like low-key tall (laughs) <laughs> like i i went to a grocery store the other day and i asked like this guy was huge like it, it was he was basically sitting behind the counter he stood up and he kept going like i expected him to stop but he just kept <laughs> and, like I was, and then i asked him as i was checking i was like hey man like how how tall are you just like out of curiosity he's like i'm six three i'm like what well, that's six three <laughs> holy shit like, no, but it's like it's like goddamn it's like you got more legs under that too like, so anyways, <laughs> small ball heels? but okay, okay yeah anyways so people um so like usually there's like people who are like six let's say 10 or um six Jeez, 11 sort of thing right um and there's like there's the centers of the game so they're like the people Kevin Durant type fucking dude. yeah sort of thing except more Jesus. immobile i guess because they're tall right Damn. um but golden state they revolutionized small ball so they would all play people who are let's say six five or six six or under right and that's that's pretty revolutionary so they could be quick, they could be fast, sort of thing. Mm. But why that worked for them is because is because like they had the two best shooters that like the world has ever seen <laughs> in yeah. terms of basketball, right? That's Clay why it Thompson, worked. Man. Like, it's it's played into their strengths. Yeah. So when they like and that naturally countered the traditional way of playing, if you're really mm. good. So that was See? already a natural counter I like for that, that. Right. Um, so of course now there's like a lot of teams trying to counter that. So yeah. I feel like at least in a basketball analogy, maybe you went too de- maybe you went too deep into the basketball analogy, but maybe. in that sense, there also is a grain of salt that is in there. But I feel yeah. like in general, coming back to the topic of uh, at least authenticity, yeah. um, I feel like there should be a general idea before going in of what you envision, whatever you want to say as what it is. I guess if that makes sense. That kind of went in a loop. I guess a better way to put it, at least, <laughs> like nobody yet. I guess so. How this developed yeah. was kind of like there's a vision of what this we wanted this to be right and that was i guess yeah. the preparation of what to be like we want to be something yeah. very inclusive something very yeah um, we wanted to be very, very nice. inclusive mm-hmm. but it's like when does that like that that uh i fucking don't know the word man that inclusion like conflict with being yourself you know what i mean like you want to be mm-hmm. nice to everyone but you don't want to be fake nice to everyone and like if you're being nice to everyone are you really being nice at all like if you're just you know that is true but also depends on the person right because i feel like mm-hmm. just like a lot of people are like just naturally nice and like yeah i know a lot of people fall into that category i can't say if i myself fall in that category because i feel like yeah. i shouldn't say <laughs> i fall in that category or not like yeah, i just don't yeah, know yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. i don't know how nice i am to people like people yeah. could be the judge of that yeah um but i mean there is like a gap it's also i guess a personality um too like i feel like talking to a lot of people or like thinking about myself like definitely um in first in like a first year uni setting i was definitely much more fake because i was like still trying to figure out who i was Mm. um and kind of my personality shift between high school and uni right because uni was like university was like oh i could create you can be a whole fucking new person yeah it's literally that but no one knows you like the one person who does you don't have to ever see them fucking maybe like the one other person from my school or from my district like knew who i was so were you i wanted to were you like just like all happy and like fucking outgoing and you were like pretending to be that because you were trying to see if that was you i think i am naturally more outgoing and stuff Mm. like that i mean Mm. as time goes on i think i am um Mm. but definitely in the first years i'll try to play that up a bit um yeah 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 yeah. you were like like, yay (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like definitely a little bit more until i actually found a groove of yeah oh that's actually me yes Um, it's like the yeah yeah, but I mean, I definitely paid it up. <laughs> like the first, least the first yeah. couple months. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, like, it's like trying to convince people that y- like you're trying to sell yourself first year uni. You're like, okay, this is a new squad. I got to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's it's a bad thing honestly because it's like you want to be yourself and you want to just be able to relax and be comfortable and if that's who you are and you're loud and you're like trying to like, you know, be all this happy energy because I know people who are genuinely like that and I love them. Because I know they don't they don't have to try. And I'm like, dude, I sometimes I just can't deal with you. And they laugh and they're like, yeah, man, that's just who I am. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like I feel like I'm more like that. Like I'm really hype. Like I get hype really easily. <laughs> so that's like more who i actually am but i can definitely notice when uh yeah and it's uh, such a dangerous line man but i uh, feel like well i feel like if we if we transition to like i guess people in general mm-hmm. um like even thinking like there's definitely a lot of people like that's all on the spectrum like i'm definitely more yeah. of i like the talking i like yes. a lot of chatter banter sort of thing i think it's because um, we think a lot and we want to vocalize it I mean that that and then just like oh I want to get to know you or oh it's a new person this is kind of cool I want to yeah meet you. but like, like not that. everyone's like that so I remember like there'll be a lot of times where I'm like just trying to like fish for conversation and like in some cases I mean I do have to be a bit fake to in order to like get to know this person in the first yeah. place to be real yeah so I mean that's also okay. something yeah, that yeah, has yeah. to be there right like I like I personally yeah. hate talking about school. But sometimes I have to talk about school to get to know someone because that's the kind right. of like the, that's like the barrier of entry. Yeah, that's just the obvious connection immediately yeah. there. Like if they're sitting beside me in the same class, well, I mean, mm. we just talk about the prof and there's a connection there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, yeah, it's like, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't find myself thinking about that too much, like being conscious of it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, when I, when I meet new people, I'm just, I'm just looking for different people. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, oh, you rocking oh like that's different what you're wearing that okay i like that and then it's like over time you keep seeing this person or whatever happens and you just become friends and you're like hey do you want to study together hey do you want to go out for this and it's like a, a natural thing but if you're coming out of nowhere i don't know that's tough like that's tough to find that because fir- you need small talk you, you're right you need some sort of like barrier that you need to break like ice you need to shatter to get to a real place it's like it's yeah. tough I don't, no, I, yeah, you, you can't just jump in with the life questions, you know, like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah it exactly. doesn't work like yeah. that, like, as much as yeah, I would love that, true. like, it just doesn't work like that, like, yeah, you know, I think, like, <laughs> I think the way I do it is just, like, I see these people, like, if I'm actually trying to get to the life questions, I see these people, like, r- like, maybe, like, I don't know, once a week or twice a week, and I say hi to them, and we have an interaction, and then slowly you just go deeper, and then you get to the life questions. But yeah, going to the life questions straight away. I mean, sometimes sometimes people actually fuck with it, but I most mean, of the most, I mean, of, the, most of the time, most of the time, like, they don't, like it's like I don't know you like that, or the person, like you know what I mean. We just yeah. met, or damn, you already going that deep, like yeah, that's I true, mean, man. It's like I feel like in, in general you just have to read people and like mm. read yourself too. Like it just because it's like um you're talking to someone does not mean that I think a connection has to be there. Mm. Like um yeah. it, it's perfectly fine that let's say you talk to someone and it doesn't match up. I like I feel like that happened a lot to me um with mm. a lot of people. I think in high school it was like that because I feel in like high school was like people, that, you think? Like at least for me, because there's a lot of people in high school, but like even if yeah. I would talk to them, which is which is not common, which was super rare that I do talk with them. But yeah. Under the rare occurrence where I would talk with them, yeah. um, I guess the connection wouldn't be there. Um, and at mm. least back then, my thought was, okay, let's not force this. But also because I wasn't social and I didn't know how to force it anyways. 
So that wasn't an option for me to force it in the first place. <laughs> okay. I don't yeah. I feel like that's a that's that's fucked. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I can't relate. That's crazy. Like I feel like sometimes I just wouldn't want to talk to people and then I would just let them know and then I would just like walk away. But yeah, high school man, I don't know. I, I get I the university thing is so cool. Fuck. I never got to go to university, but I I moved to a different like city and I like worked and I met new people. So it was oh, super... yo, what was that like? What was that like? Like so I know you you I know you did like a, a, a gap year, right? Or I mean yeah. you went to Okay, it was a it was a planned gap year. Mm-hmm. So like what I intended to do, so I graduated high school, right? Got my whatever piece piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Summer went by. And I was like, damn, you know, like, what, what am I going to do now? Because my plans for university were fucked because I've, I've fucked, like, high school was just so bad. And so I planned to take a gap year, move to Toronto, get, uh, do my courses over again that I needed to get, apply to university, which were basically like the six, like, you know, U courses that I needed. But uh, what ended up happening was, so I moved to Toronto, like I asked my aunt to help me out. I moved there. We found a fucking beautiful place. It was like so close to Square One. The bus was right there. Square oh. Square One is a shopping mall for you guys who don't know. Yeah, Shop- Square really One is, is like yeah, a huge, huge, uh, yeah, in Mississauga, basically. And it's, it's what, what's actually crazy is once you go to Toronto and you see how much shopping, like how much like <laughs> shit there is there, and you go somewhere else, it's so crazy. Bro, yeah. there's, okay, there's Dixie Mall, there's Square One, there's Sheridan. Sheridan? No. Sheridan? Um, I never really... Sher- Sherway. Sherway sure. Gardens. Sherway Gardens. Eaton Center. Eaton um, Center. What's the other big one? Yorkdale. Yorkdale York Mall. De- Bro. Yorkdale. And here, you come here, you can't do shit here. Yeah, you have to go to fucking Rito and then Bayshore. There's like three malls. There's like two malls and an outlet. Bro, within, <laughs> within like 20 minutes, there's four malls from where I live. So it was beautiful. I lived in an amazing... Like, I basically... Um, there was it was a it was a detached house and there was mm. a couple or a family living in the basement. We never saw them. And then on okay. my floor, there was a married couple named Will and Lily. Holy fuck, okay. Will and Lily! Shout out to Will and Lily. It got bad near the end, but like while it was good, it was great because they had two dogs, and I uh-huh. loved their two dogs. And then we had this other like big big black dude like i fucking loved him i only talked to him like three times his name was henry and he cooked uh-huh. amazing food because whenever he cooked i would smell it and it would be fucking amazing but um big man he, he was i don't know i don't know what was his like all lily and will told me was he doesn't work but he pays rent so we don't ask questions i was like okay fuck it um <laughs> like he literally just stayed in his room he didn't he wouldn't leave he would shower he would cook but I, it was lit, like, and I had my own little corner room, and man, it was the best time of my fucking life because I felt so free, man. Like, especially coming from like a brown traditional parents where you can't go out, you got to be in before this time, not a lot of hanging out with friends, only studying. Like, it was so much freedom, dude. I could do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. I literally worked two jobs, went to school full time, and then mm-hmm. on my off time that I had, like in the nighttime or. You know, like right after school, but before work, I would mm-hmm. fucking. I remember just exploring the streets on with my speaker on my bike, like roaming wherever the fuck I was. Like it was so, it was bad because my spending habits were awful. <laughs> like, like my spending. It's pretty normal habits. when you move out. It's pretty normal when you move out. 
pretty normal. You buy like the bougie shampoo, or you buy like the dude. It's so dumb. Buy organic mangoes, and you're like, I don't even like mangoes. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. My spending habits were so bad, but it was the best time of my life, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I just felt so, like, I felt like I was so controlled, and then I was so out of control, (laughs) like. (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah there was this girl who lived like literally like four houses down i met her at the bus stop Mm -hmm. and we talked a lot and that was amazing it was like it was a really good time Mm -hmm. um and yeah i don't know what the fuck we were talking about but man now i'm just nostalgic about living in toronto i want to move back to toronto man fuck maybe not downtown toronto but like hey man toronto toronto i feel like there's a bit like in toronto for anyone like because yeah. Toronto's so big. There's something in for everyone in Toronto. And the thing is, if you live yeah. right outside Toronto, it's fucking cheap as fuck. So you don't have to pay two thousand dollars for a what is it called? A bachelor where there's literally just a kitchen and a room and or just a condo. Or just a condo. Yeah, or like, like you don't have to pay that much. Right. You can literally live twenty to thirty minutes outside of Toronto and bus. The transit bro, the transit system in Toronto is so good. Like it's actually kind of fun <laughs> because of all like the like the and then the my way and then the fucking uh, i don't like how they do that like how okay. they divide it up but uh-huh. it's so good you can get anywhere from anywhere so fast and so i love that so yeah you can literally live 20 30 minutes outside of the city and you can go downtown and you can be downtown using the sub the subway is amazing i mean it's not amazing but like compared to everywhere else it's amazing like uh-huh. once you get spoiled and used to it it's awful because it's like you know there's people like fucking smoking mm. and shit on there homeless people fucking wait have you ever like have you explored toronto that much before that moment or was that kind of like the really the no. first time? no like the, my only other experience with toronto is going to visit my grandma in milton but that was the first time dude that was the first time uh, yeah okay yeah. did we wait, ever link up in toronto, toronto? Mm, probably not we didn't right okay. i don't think so i didn't link up with anyone in first 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 year really crazy um okay so why did I choose Toronto? It was, I think the only reason, like the only really good reason that I had that I actually made it happen was I had family in Mississauga and Milton. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Toronto was always like a big city. And I was like, man, I would love to live in Toronto one day. You know, it was just like a, it was just like a fun thing. I was like, Toronto is the big city in Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's close to me, you know, because we're from mm-hmm. Ottawa. And, uh, and I also wanted to be like close to Toronto, but close to family. So I basically picked the middle which was like Mississauga. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. Milton, Burlington and then there's Toronto and then Mississauga is in the middle. It was actually amazing um, because I had just enough freedom where I could be by myself and like no one would be keeping eyes on me, but I would be close <laughs> enough to where if I wanted to go visit them and like spend some time with like my cousins and my grandma, I could do that, you know? So that was actually amazing. And my grandma shot, like my grandma is literally the person I love most in this world. <laughs> she would cook for me and like send me back with like, like containers full of food. It was like, it was so awesome, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. why I, I moved like, there because I had family in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toronto will always have like, I think a place in my, in my, in my soul. Um, mm. Toronto will always be there because I mean, it's like, when you go to uni in general, when you go anywhere in uni, you get to reinvent yourself. At least, yeah. let's say you go to uni in a place where not a lot of people from your school go to, you get to reinvent yourself. And I think from our school, only three people went to downtown Toronto for a school. Really? Um, three people went? Yeah, okay. U of T and their downtown location, only three people went. Probably more mm-hmm. people went, but like... 
Eden. Not to not to U of T, like not to that campus. Not St. George. Um, not St. George, not the downtown Fuck, one. Man. Such a beautiful, yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, it was like a chance to reinvent myself. So I feel like between <sighs> Toronto and like Ottawa, coming back, looping back to a topic of authenticity that we did a huge mm. tangent off. But mm. I feel like I feel like sometimes I question my authenticity or like kind of identity in the sense of Toronto mm. and Ottawa because I feel like mm. I have two very different personalities in mm. Toronto and in Ottawa. And it's just something uh, I realized kind of. It's not really being bipolar, I don't think, because it changes by location, which maybe it is. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But it's more just like I feel yeah. like in Toronto, I'm much more carefree. So I'm much more talkative. I'm much more social. I'm much more, I guess, not that loud because I'm still not a loud person, but more just, I guess, outgoing. But then in mm. Ottawa, I'm more like quiet and shy, especially if it's around um, people from high school. Because I mean, I just keep like sticking into what I was comfortable with. When yes, I, the limit right? that you had while you were in Ottawa. Yeah. Whereas when yeah, you went yeah, to yeah. Toronto, you were just free to fucking do whatever. Right. So I think I revert yeah. back to, I guess, um, who I was back then, like who I grew up as in Ottawa. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm, com- I'm used to that. But I've been in Toronto, yeah. I'm used to being kind of the more outgoing and kind of that frame of person. Yeah. Um, I guess now more so, um, generally because I think that started with a sense of being fake, but then naturally yeah. just grew into who I was and I was able yeah. to express myself correctly. At least yeah. the way I thought I want to be expressed in Toronto versus Ottawa. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about like our struggle. Like I feel like at first we might be a little fake, but then we might just get into our zone of being who we are. You know what I mean? Like at first we might be a little like preachy or whatever like the word you want to use is, right? But like if our intentions are good, I think we'll be okay. Like if we just keep going and you know, we're trying to we're trying to talk, have a conversation and like just make people feel comfortable. And if we mm. like if we mess up along the way, like that's definitely okay. Like especially in conversation, like with a guest, I think, like yeah, I think being too fake at first is obviously going to happen, and then we'll get settled into you know what we're comfortable with. And then I mean, it also it also depends what you label as fake, right? Because what you label as fake could be not fake that fake to someone else, and that could be really authentic yeah. to someone else, right? Yeah, so it's also like a it's line not even there. about them though. It's like it's are you being fake with yourself? Like I can't have a conversation when I'm I know I'm just fucking pretending to have that conversation. Like it's not about what other people think. It's what I'm feeling while I'm having this conversation. Right, but then your thoughts apply to yourself and then my thoughts also apply to myself. So yeah. it's just kind of like it's just being comfortable thoughts apply to themselves too. I mean yeah. It's like it's that sense of being real but then you also have to be aware. I think yeah, that's the, that's, that's, that's the other balance. that's the other that's thing. And you can't just say screw it, I won't worry about it. Um, yeah, I don't think that's it. justified. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it is being conscious of like other people, but being comfortable yourself and like adjusting. Yeah, it's tough. Like, I don't know. Can you really get like huge by compromising? I feel like you like, definitely can. Do you know I mean, what I mean? Like, I feel I like think... I feel like there's definitely been people who just like kind of put their head down and work towards stuff and it worked out but there's also people who've done that and it didn't work out but you don't you don't hear everyone who didn't work out right mm. so and there's a there's a survivorship bias of people who do, do work out. Mm. it's kind of like um, an example of survivorship bias is let's say um in world war ii um let's say you get a bunch of planes that fly to bomb a country right and yeah. all the planes come back and you look at where the bullet holes hit and you mm. want to say okay where do the bullet holes hit um and how does that determine which planes get shot down and if you plot all the bullet holes you'll see um, there'll be a bunch of bullet holes everywhere except on the engine. But does yeah. that mean that all the bullet holes that hit the engine 
Or like, does that mean that all the planes who survived are okay? Like the engine has a zero percent chance of getting hit? No, mm. it's because all the planes who got hit in the engine like fell down and they won't come back, right? Mm. So that's the survivorship bias. And 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 in our context, oh, I see what you're saying. You won't. You'll only see people who succeeded. You won't see everyone who did who it didn't work out, and you won't see where it didn't work out because those story yeah. those stories won't be said because of survivorship bias. They don't have that platform, yeah. but they didn't make it such that they could speak those things. Right. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I guess the more vocalized ones are the ones that just yeah stick to it. But maybe yeah, I don't I mean, know. I mean, it's the flip side too. Like, there's definitely a lot of stories where um, you compromise a lot and. I mean, things work out like I, it's yeah. like that for a lot of like products, like at least when you're designing a product or something like that, a mm. lot of it is on like market engagement or determining the market. Like if you think as a designer, let's say something in this device you're building is super cool in your perspective and it'll help you so much in your life and you completely ignore the whole market and who you're actually trying to sell this to, that's not going to work out, right? Yeah. Like you might get lucky and it could, you know, suffice yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, but because you refuse to ask the market, or you're yeah. too strong-headed to refuse to listen, yeah. um, that'll kind of spell your failure. And especially yeah. in technology or a lot of industries, you need that constant engagement. Where yeah. it's very much the other yeah. extreme, where you're not designing for yourself anymore because it's constantly evolving, people. right? That is that. That's yeah. why. But I think, like for us, if if we're the product and the market is like other people, I think the only way we can evolve or we can better ourselves is by being ourselves more like in, in a world where people are trying to be like everyone else, the way you differentiate yourself and the way you get better or evolve in other people's eyes is actually just being who you actually are. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause everyone's, I mean, everyone's trying to be the same and be like really correct. And like, then it's just vanilla. It's all like, everyone's trying to be vanilla. And if you're like, the I little mean, child, just because, <laughs> just because you want to be correct, doesn't mean that's a bad thing because some people are just naturally correct. Like, I think I'm yeah, more okay, naturally so that's good. correct. Yeah. Like I don't have to force myself to do that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, for someone else where that might be fake for me it's not really being fake because i mean i'm just like that in general mm. so like that's just who you um, actually are that's just who i actually am so for me yeah. it's not that huge of a difference um yeah. but at least hopefully we have like nobody yet we're able to actually grow that community right what we're talking about and yeah. there is that level of authenticity that of course has to be there because that's the whole point of this i mean what's the point of having a podcast where you talk to people if everything is scripted because yeah. it's very isn't like how we plan for these is literally just oh we could talk about this but okay let's record <laughs> i think yeah. that's how we generally go about it. and if we have a yeah. guest um then it's like oh we have a guest we have things in our mind that we want to ask about because we have yeah. like a brief bio on the guest or something like that so yeah. we generally know what we want to talk about and we just kind of see what happens um yeah i think that could be a better way of going against it like there's definitely a lot of improvements that needs to be done from that model but that's to be seen yeah i feel like it's tough man i think the balance is tough and you know you only figure it out by continuing to do it you know that's the only way you actually figure out that balance and that groove of where you're comfortable and you're aware and conscious and you know mm -hmm. so i think it'll be fun and i'm excited to talk to more people like th that's why I'd, i i want to do this i just want to talk to people like like i just want to be able to have regular ass conversations with cool ass people but then mm -hmm. like you know fucking let some other people listen to it and maybe like get rich off of it like i don't know 
Like I'm already having conversations with awesome people. Mm-hmm. I would just love to document them and then have a brand be built off that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it's no, literally it's also, like you're just documenting your real life. It's also cool of our different perspectives on nobody yet. Because like we talked about this a little bit before when we were actually setting mm-hmm. up for this episode. Mm-hmm. How I think you went more of a conversation um kind of view yes. on it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is internal guests, so I guess this context is if you have guests on. So let's say we have a guest yeah. or something. Yeah. Um your view was more just like the conversation, right? Yeah, like a, like a, I'm getting to know this person, like, and they're getting to know me a little bit, and it's a vibe, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. my view was more just like not necessarily interview, but kind yeah. of more leaning towards that end where I kind of mm. want to see their story, and I don't want to at least tell my story in their episodes, or if that makes sense, or tell my stories in their features or uh, their um yeah. in their plot lines sort but of it's thing. like if we're in a studio and we're sitting on two couches and you're just silent the whole time and they're just talking i mean if that's the vibe that's the vibe i mean fuck, i fuck with it but if we're doing that and we're having like you know like a drink and i feel like you you should share like it's it, that's how i envision it in my head it's like i'm i'm sitting uh, like in my room like and we're we're having food and we're just we're just talking that's that's how i think of this and like you think mm-hmm. of it more as like, I think more uh, of it as an interview like, or like as not, okay, letting not, them not share. Not necessarily interview, but like it's still a conversation. But my yeah. duty of this conversation is to listen yeah. because yeah. I don't always get the chance to feature someone on. Yeah, like I, th- like I think this. we're already doing a great thing by trying to build a platform where people can listen to these people like people can listen to each other you know like i think the fact that we're hosting people is already the the uh the in for people to listen and an in for this person to get some spotlight i think that's the in and i think then then it's then you can talk about whatever you want like it doesn't have to be necessarily be an interview or a conversation it can just be about whatever you guys want to talk about but just getting that person the awareness that would come with having that conversation you know what I mean? Like sometimes I figure out who new people are just because I listen to some shows and some guests is on there and I'm like, oh, this guest exists. That's cool. And then I listen to what they're talking about. I'm like, oh, that's it. They think like this. That's kind of cool. I fuck with that. So like the awareness and the feature is coming by the with the presence. You know what I mean? And then you can talk about whatever the fuck you want. I mean, like, it also depends do, do, what you, you get know what there I mean? for, right? I mean, it also depends what you get there for. And when you talk about other media, it depends what mediums or what type of genres you're in naturally right like mm. let's say if we let's say we're like a uh like a some other let's say we're a science we're a show based on science and we got a scientist in right okay uh, we talk about research let's say we talk about this professor's research we want that oh, professor shit. to talk about their research and kind of go over their process right mm. so then we won't really interject with kind of our own research it'll just be like that's yeah their, but you'll be that's like really? that's works. how it works you'll be like really? i mean water doesn't you know it's a fun like back and forth where they're like i mean no, yeah you would, you would have that naturally even in an interview you have that naturally i'm not saying that's not there but you mm-hmm. wouldn't i guess spin off as in oh i guess my research says this and then kind of rebuke them you might have a little bit um but i think at least for me when i'm thinking about it is like i want all the scientists research here captured as much as possible so anyone could look yep. back on it and it could be there. Because I think I always think about it as, hey, if I want to talk about whatever my story or my perspectives, I think those will naturally come out as the episodes go out. So I think that's not my full front concern, at least for me. My whole yeah. concern, at least when it guesses on or my whole focus is 
I want to capture the guest's story as best as possible. So like, yeah. I think my whole thought is I want to bring guests on so they can tell their story. I mean, this is nobody yet. Nobody yeah. yet does not mean my story is important. Um, yeah. My story is only one of the stories of everyone who's out there, right? Who's to say my story is more important than another one's or who's like yeah. my story is more important than yours or listeners right now? I mean, no one's to say that. Yeah. Um, and because no one's to say that, I feel like if there is a guest on, um, I want that guest to tell their story and I don't want that much interference yeah. in it. I will help them like try to procure it yeah. uh, and kind of talk about it. And yeah, yeah, for sure, I'll poke around and I'll ask questions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. when actually trying to design it in that sense, I feel like I'm just trying to do the best I can of just mm. trying to show other people what that person is like, um, yeah. their life, their views, um, their perspectives in that sense and trying to make it as accepting as possible, right? Like kind of the safe space. Yeah um yeah. really accepting yeah culture. i agree with that but i also think like if you don't speak up and share your stuff with the guest then um it, it's not going to happen over time like if you're you know what i mean so that's just i don't know i think it'll be fun i think I, we're just going to keep doing it and talking to people and then we'll see how it goes and yeah i'm excited yeah no we definitely yeah. will okay wait okay so let's say if you had a guest i'm not gonna mm. ask stream guest um but mm. let's say if I ask you, um, mm. if you could pick a guest in any industry or something, or like mm. any 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 pursuit of field, yeah. um, pursuing oh any God. any yeah. any place, what would you get? Let's say let's say top three. What what oh, field? Inst would you get? Instantly, uh, comedy, business, and music. Uh, okay, okay. Why why those three? Like music, I guess because like you do music, yeah. so I guess there's a connection. There. Comedy, I love a lot of comedians, and I, there's one in my head. And then business, because yeah, Gary. <laughs> okay, so, Gary, Gary like, is actually like Eddie's idol, like Gary V's Eddie's idol. So that's um that's yeah. context there. Okay, idol, I wouldn't say. I would say like he's a he's a real guy. Okay, he's a real guy, and I would love to talk with him because he's a real guy. Like he 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 made me realize like a lot of shit, and it was just like he put into perspective um, a lot of thoughts, and I was like, whoa. So I would I would love to like, I don't know, just have a conversation with him. I feel, I feel like it'd be cool. So those then, three fields in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the music probably like Chris Martin, like Coldplay's lead singer, something like that. Um, and then comedy Dave Chappelle. <laughs> or andrew schultz <laughs> andrew schultz is fucking hilarious and he's going off on instagram right now it's so good he just called out like uh jeffrey epstein or something or like he called out all that like that really shady stuff that happens on the internet and like he caught and then apparently uh, facebook took the video down I, I i feel like right now i would just love to talk to andrew because there's like he's dealing with a lot of controversial stuff and i would love to hear what he has to say and have him share that with everyone like i feel like joe rogan's gonna have him on next week 100 percent, just to explain what the fuck facebook why is facebook taking down the video that's exposing bad people why facebook that's so that's so weird why would you do that um, i mean yeah. well not to speak about the facebook thing because i don't know that much but maybe probably yeah. terms and conditions like it probably goes against some sort of terms and conditions that um you have to actually read into it right like that's but like if you're exposing evil out there but I was mean, it was it that's way of exposing evil like you can't it's fucking child like i mean like, but was that the way he did it because i don't i don't know it was he's a comedian he's he i mean he made it so fucking hilarious it's like a. I mean like you just have to look at their terms and conditions and actually like you can't just say oh 
Facebook is wrong, but like you have to see where no, did Facebook decision come from. But like Facebook it didn't come from free... nowhere. Like they're yeah. not gonna just take it off, right? Yeah, like, but people are confused, man. Like Facebook is like a free platform that you can use to share your thoughts, and that's exactly what Andrew did. But he's a comedian, so he made it a little funny, and Facebook was just like, no, I don't know. So I'm 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 excited to see what happens. I mean, but, uh, yeah. Well, you're, do, you're do gonna you have, have a top. To... Do you have a top three? Top three. Um, yeah. Definitely. Like our fields are not people. Like, and just fields. People. Probably yeah. like definitely entrepreneurship. That's one route because I want to see, yeah, and I don't want. I, of course, like again, I don't want. I guess, um, an entrepreneur in like a field who made it yet. Like I kind of want to see someone who's in the middle of doing it. So I want to see kind of their, um, their path of getting there in the first place. How many mistakes they made? What do mm. they foresee? And what gambles are they taking? Because I think kind of uh, you can't okay, capture that. Cool. Like, like definitely, like the whole point. Of nobody yet, right? Like if you're. Yeah. I guess if you made it, you can't. The, the gambles aren't that big. I and I guess I yeah, but like you it. can share the lessons you've learned from the gambles that you did take. You know, that's super interesting. But then there's also survivorship bias of the person made it, and you don't hear the stories of people who don't make it. Yeah, but you want to kind of get the perspective of someone who made it because you want to fucking make it, and you want to learn from the person who's who's. But then you can also learn from the person who didn't make it. I mean, who's to say their story? You, you, you can. You you can. I well, guess. They, yeah, like they could be like, man, if I did this, and you're like, fuck, okay, I gotta do that then. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. You, you can you can learn from everyone. Like, well, yeah. Something so you I can definitely take away. want uh, entrepreneurship coming up. So at least mm. like they could talk about the gambles that they plan to make, or they could talk about how they foresee the industry going and mm. how they'll go about it with not their billion of dollars or not their millions, but with their let's say 10k, with their limited mm. amount of resources. That okay. would be smart with their budgeting when it comes. So to basically, that. like us. Well, yeah, like let's say if you're like a big yeah. company and there's an emerging field, you can just toss money at it yeah. or toss like people, yeah. money, anything. Yeah, at it, right? literally, literally. Happen, yeah. Right? But if, yeah. You're, if you're not in that position, let's say you're still coming up, yeah. you have to make some financial gymnastics to make that work out or yes. some creativity involved, right? You can't yes. just kind yeah. of toss people at it and say, you do this and you make yeah. it work somehow. And or you have to increase that bankroll. Yeah, it's like you have to figure out mm -hmm. a way to do it. And I want yeah. to see the insight of someone's gamble into figuring that out. Because I don't mm -hmm. want to see it on a multi-million dollar scale. I want to see it on like a $10,000 scale. I so you're talking about financially, like how I mean, I mean, I just starting use, off deals with like... I mean, I, I just use financial as like kind of a metric to measure. Oh, okay, off. okay. I, I guess that sense, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a decent measure. Um, yeah. But definitely entrepreneurship's one field. I feel like another would just be design. So I want to see an artist, mm. like probably more specifically a fashion designer. Fashion at least design. They're, and also like not someone who's made it because I feel like there's so many podcasts and interviews of people who made it. Like Business yeah. of Hype is one of like successful like fashion designers. Yeah. But I, I want to see that's dope too. I want to see a fashion designer who I guess is still coming up and how they're like a local fashion designer. Let's say a local or someone. I know one. His name's Amir. He like he oh, yeah. started his own yeah he hosted like a little short film with his clothing dude oh my god he might love to come on I, mean, I love Amir too like he's so nice mm -hmm. it was crazy he was organizing an event with like three hundred people I'd never met the guy only DM'd him on Instagram like maybe four or five times to get the ticket information and the venue I show mm -hmm. up he's like hey Eddie how you doing I'm like what i don't know you <laughs> like i just know it like he's way bigger than me right so mm -hmm. i i wouldn't ex and he's like hey eddie what's up like how's your night going and i was like amir how do you i was i, I told him i was like how do you know my name mm -hmm. like there's 300 people here why do you know my name 
<laughs> it was so funny. So I, yeah, he's really cool. His name's Amir. Um, Vishal has known him for like five years when he was literally nobody, nobody on the streets trying to sell his clothing that he stitched up. And now he's doing, he's doing really well. Um, okay. So we'll think, see. Yeah, right. I, that'd be cool. So definitely, fashion design, that's cool, definitely man. a fashion designer. Because their vision, I think, is very unique. And I'm also into fashion, so there's that. Yeah. Um, and I guess my last pick. Hmm. Maybe like I don't know, like maybe a politician or something. Oh, like something shit. out there. Yeah, like definitely not my field. Maybe. Yeah, just something you're curious about. Something, just something I'm curious about because, like, yeah, we know like the politicians who've like, oh yeah, we know the president, we know the VP and stuff, but we don't. How about the, how the person who's trying to like come up in office or like because what is that process like? Like, I'm really curious how. Mm. I guess they the politics behind the politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how do they play that politic game? And it's not like the politic game. It's like the game on the game of politics. Because it's like, right. you know what I mean, right? It's like the game of politics, yeah. but like Trump and let's say um, the opposing candidates Hillary. playing. But then, yeah. yeah, what they're playing. But then there's a game behind that game to actually get to that game in the first place. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to figure out what that is like. I kind of figure that. Yeah, I feel like, it's like the movie and the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like behind yeah. behind the scenes. Like, mm. like, I want to see what that's like. So I think like a politician or someone who's really interested in politics, not just speaking it, but like that career path, I think would be pretty interesting. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Yeah, man. One day, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. our top three though. Top three. Look out for guests on the way. We don't know <laughs> when, but and we don't know when we don't know who, um, <laughs> but you could guarantee that would be, Nobody yet. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah. Okay, nobody yet. Kind of... In the sense of we don't know yet. And yeah. there'll be a nobody yet. So bam. Thank you so 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 much for listening for the episode of Nobody Yet. Of course, we have weekly episodes every Monday, so you can always expect to find content then. If you're interested, join the Nobody Yet community, you know? Uh, follow us on Instagram, we are Nobody Yet. YouTube, Nobody Yet Podcast. Of course, you'll see visuals there for our podcasts as well as any additional content. And of course, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, just anywhere you can imagine. And of course, if you like what you hear, uh, give us that follow or give that five star review. We thank you so much for it. And of course, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.